Every day, people and groups, big and small, are on the front line chasing solutions to life's most pressing challenges. Most of what they do, sadly, goes unreported and unnoticed. That's all about to change. Track all the in-depth information and analysis on a wide range of development issues affecting everyday life and meet the people driving the march towards sustainable growth. Development Report, Fridays from 10.30 a.m. on 99.3 Nigeria Info. It's radio's new big platform to bring development partners home and abroad closer. Development Report, real issues, real news. something you have no idea where it's going to end up and then you look back and you can count off the top of your fingers one two to ten eleven and then you come to this good morning this is development reports on 99.3 nigeria info it's episode 12 of development report i'm femi obong daniel so delighted to be here the program provides listeners with in-depth information and analysis via and courtesy of experts and stakeholders on a wide range of issues affecting the lives of citizens as unscripted discussions of fact and opinion. You can always join this conversation by being part of it via social media. Nigeria Info FM is our Twitter handle. Same as at dev reporters you could also join us at any time via whatsapp the number is 0703-812-8910 you could also listen live from any part of the world it's at www.nigeriainfo.fm forward slash live welcome and thanks for joining us this week on development report We'll take a look at open contracting partnership. You hear the word contract in the Nigerian context and your synapses go haywire because in your residual thought, it is fraught with all kinds of inconsistencies and that's putting it politely. Now, the most useful tool to address and tackle the issue of corruption in any society is radical transparency. Institutional opacity and the absence of responsiveness strengthens the misappropriation of public funds. In this era in which we live, where open knowledge of how taxpayers' monies are disbursed is 
plain for all to see in many climes around the world. Applying that same here is crucial to the development of our society, as in the case of every single one. And it is in the interests of both the government and the governed to promote the understanding of procurement processes, contract award processes, contract costs, bidders information, and who monitors the contract implementation. So, how open is the bidding process of government contracts in this country? What should you know about open contracting as a tool for civic engagement? Joining me to answer these questions are people who should know and who do know. Please welcome Patrick Enaholo, PhD. He's the director Open Data Research Center, School of Media and Communication, Pan-Atlantic University, Lagos. So good to have you join me, Patrick. How are you today? Very well. Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure. Also, also with me today is Adeshola Afolabi, a financial reporter from Business uh, Newspaper. How are you doing? Uh, let me uh, punch you uh, right in. Okay. And, um, you know, um, we'll get on with the show and we'll introduce one other guest in just a minute. Let me start straight away by asking you, Patrick, what indeed is open contracting? Right. Thank you very much, Femi. Um, actually, you've introduced it quite well already. So, um, well, I'll just add a bit to it, um, some more details. So open contracting is one of those seminal ideas that emerge in our world from time to time, okay, mm. that uh, uh, try to transform the way we work, the way we do things, especially how the government um, really serves the people. So it's just to help the government to work better and um, to ensure that societies can flourish, really. Um, mm. It's simply about promoting greater openness in government's procurement processes, so the contracting processes, all, all the things, all these things you've mentioned, mm. um, they're all part of it, making the process transparent, because it's about taxpayers' money, mm -hmm. um, and not just a money that government is using for its own purposes without the um, input of the citizens. Um, so openness is, in the way, it refers to the way that projects can be identified, okay, contracts are awarded um, and are completed. All these factors, all these, all the information, all the data around that, make it really open, mm. okay, transparent for anyone to see. Um, so that what is planned can be seen by all, all right, and see through it the awarding of the contracts to the execution. Mm. You already provided some answers to the next question I was going to ask, right. which is what makes open, you know, what makes government contracting uh, so important to, to society, to, to the citizenry? Why should people really, really want to know? You already said, I mean, it's taxpayers' money we're talking about here. Any other thing we're living Yeah, living sure, out? sure. Look, when you talk about transparency, there are so many things that can be said, mm. okay? So when something is transparent, everyone can see right through it, mm -hmm. okay? And be sure that it conforms to expected standards, okay? There's nothing more 
there's nothing better than our pro contracting processes, the procurement processes, all those public services that we see everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, nothing better than citizens seeing exactly what is going on right from the onset, right from the beginning. Mm. All right? And then be confident that the government is actually serving them and not serving their pockets. So op open contracting is, um, is to ensure that that tr transparency happens, that the, pro the whole process is open. Um, and of course, we know that transparency leads to accountability as well. Mm. Okay, so when everyone can see, everyone feels that they need to be accountable okay, to what exactly is, is going on there. And um, so basically, transparency, ac accountability mm. um, help governments to get the best value for their money. For their money. Okay, mm. the money that they're spending, all right. And then the private sector, those who um, execute these contracts, who bid for the contracts, mm. um, can thrive because it's a fair, fair process. Okay, mm. fair bidding process, and they know they have a chance to get a contract, and it's not just um, um, oligopoly of um, organizations that are really getting all the contracts. Everyone can see, and it's, it's really a fair system. And right. the citizens can receive um, better quality public services. Fantastic. The next question, obviously, is where can people find information because information about who government awards the contract and the list of bidders and who does what who gets what who qualifies for what that should be readily available uh, on 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 a public domain exactly you understand where every citizen can can access and assess and understand the details right that first first of all, do we have that information available? If yes, where do we find it? Uh, that's exactly the point. We don't have information available, oh dear. and we think that we sh the government should work towards making that information available to the citizens because it's our right to have that information. So hopefully things are moving, but then until we actually get them, until there's a place in the public domain, like you mentioned, where that information accessible mm. and available okay and usable then i'm afraid that we haven't really started so open contracting is really to ensure that we get from point a to point 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 b all right that's my cue in to introduce our third guest here you already uh, met adeshola uh, falabi um, who you'd hear from um, later let me welcome sadiq ajala uh, Sadiq Ajala is a freelance journalist. Sadiq, so good to have you in the studio with us today. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning to you too. Um, I have a number. Sadiq, by the way, um, has um, something, a piece of work um, uh, called A Solution for Housing. We'll talk about that later. W just as Olusha um, Adishola has that piece on where is the transparency i'll be taking her up on that in just a minute um too but back to you patrick you are director at um, the open data research center uh, school of media and communication the pan-atlantic university of lagos um tell us about open contract your open contracting program for journalists Right, so we're, yeah, we're actually s situated within the university, all right, mm -hmm. so we're a research center. So what we do is to analyze data and um, 
to tell stories about that data. First mm. of all, it has to collect the data. That's almost why we're trying to ensure the government makes that data, data available. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so as part of our work, um, we, we think that it's important to get people ordinary people, citizens, okay, to know more about the government, government activities. Um, that's really calls, um, that's where our interest in open contracting comes in. Mm -hmm. Now, um, but people don't know about open contracting, okay, people don't know about their rights, okay, their rights information about contract, contracting process of Lagos. So who can tell them? Um, so we thought, um, this is what we do, we work with data and we write stories, but then there are other people out there who do this for a living, all right, on a daily basis, and these are journalists. So let's put them together, okay? It's necessary, we think, for open contracting to be adopted by Lagos State Government, and it's necessary to make this known by the people, citizens, for whom open contracting will be beneficial. All right, so let's bring journalists together and then let's tell them about open contracting. And let's get them to, um, to spread the word. Mm. All right, so that's what we did. That's why that's the, the whole rationale behind the open contracting program, a workshop for journalists. For journalists, which is our cue to bring on these journalists who themselves are beneficiaries of the training provided by Patrick Enahola's um, research, Open Data um, Research Center. He's uh, the director there, um, uh, just as a reminder. So let's go straight. Adeshola Falabi, whom I introduced earlier on, uh, and of course, Sadiq Babalola, they're going to share with us their experiences as journalists who've used open contracting principles to do their stories. I'd like to start with you. Adeshola, where is the transparency accounting for road projects in Lagos State? That is your story title. Yes, you is. said Lagos government um, is working, is working, right? However, um, for Lagosians to appreciate the efforts, the government does need to open up data on the procurement of public projects. That is your assertion in your story. Yes. Why do you consider this crucial, critical? Well, um, as you know, <laughs> it's uh, difficult for you to move from point A mm. to point B in Lagos without encountering a form of traffic or the other. And over time, even from past administrations, we see a government try uh, to create a construction of either flyovers, um, expanding the roads, just to ease commuting, uh, to ease uh, co uh, commuting, day-to-day -day commuting, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, in my own experience, because uh, my story was also written from uh, a lived experience, so I, I tried to show what the government was doing mm. by creating uh, this uh, extra infrastructure to ease uh, moving from point to point in Lagos State. But um, in the course of writing, I, I actually realized that it's, it's, it's difficult to actually prove that, oh, <laughs> Lagos is actually doing something. You could see these constructions. You could see, okay, work is going on. But I think it was even, uh, it was more of, more of a case of like, um, should we care? <laughs> like, who cares, basically? But, you know, with open contracting and, you know, with 
data out there for people to see who the contractors involved, um, what, what, what is the timeline for this project. I think we can begin to appreciate more what the government is doing and then we can begin to have a sense of ownership. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, why, uh, why uh, taxpayers can begin to see, okay, why it's actually necessary to support the government in putting out this infrastructure out there, basically. All right. Um, I was just going through your write-up and I noticed, uh, I'll just take one example, which is road transport construction in Lagos uh, from 2007 to 2016. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that 2013, 2014, there was a spike in development along this uh, line, construction, you know, and all of that. And then it dropped drastically again uh, in the years that followed uh any idea why there was um a sudden sudden spike even though it's not the focus of our uh, but did you learn anything from this as regards processes uh, we, we know the timelines we mm. know we know 20, this was 2013 2014 before mm. the 2015 election uh, yeah okay and then here we are i mean what what did you learn uh, from some so, of these data. Uh, in interestingly, what I learned was, you know, before this uh, current administration, there was actually a, a pool of data. Uh, we, we had access to um, certain construction data in terms of the contractors, in terms of um, how long it would take, in terms of even the cost. Uh, previous administration was quite open with that. Mm -hmm. But um, what... I think led to the death of information, like the the slowdown was p uh, possibly a, a, I don't know, the government trying to be in quotes, oh, yeah. careful with information that yeah. uh, is put out there. So what we worked with was the information that we actually had from, you know, previous years. And um, if you look at uh, that story, you'll see that even in the graph, road construction took more hmm. of uh, the government yeah, substantially than, yeah, more. more than substantially flyover more. projects and all of that. So yeah, you can see that the attention of the government was actually uh, uh, pushed to road construction particularly. Yeah, substantially. Just a bit of pedestrian bridges being constructed, uh, being, you know, and then the following year, the pedestrian bridges did a slight fight back and then we saw overhead link bridges also get in the fray i love the way you started um your write-up and i will quote your introduction thank you do you want to pay for it growing up this was the sardonic reply i got from my own my mom whenever i asked her for the price of items she had recently bought years passed things changed and now she tells me exactly how much goods and services are worth and even gives me tactics to beat prices down so that i can get a fair bargain while i deeply appreciate how prudent her help has made me become i still wonder why she hid such information in the first place interesting introduction do you want to pay for it because we can all um, relate i can relate my mom always used to say that mommy how much is it you want to pay for it <laughs> you know um it's like you said the point of your writing is the same situation with government now, yeah. uh, government how much did this cost you want to refund our money back mm. to us <laughs> we should know yeah. it will help us in the future right to understand better thank you very much let me quickly go to sadiq babalola your story titled a solution for housing why the lagos housing scheme may be flawed um, tell me, share your experience in putting up 
this what did you observe um critically that really makes you wonder about the housing solution uh the, the housing scheme uh why you think something is just not right there okay um thank you very much as as we all know um the the, the population of um lagos is actually growing on a day-to-day -day basis so i think we have about 20, 25 million and counting so we found that people come into lagos virtually every day and um you move um, along the road under the bridges you see you know people most people are uh, virtually homeless and um, this is happening definitely yes, the, the the government um, saw this and they under, and they totally understand this but one thing about the government is that several houses are being um, put into place so take for instance the the homes and uh, the mm. rent-to-own scheme that the Lagos state government did in several locations. Yes, all of these things have been done, but do people actually um, live there or are these uh, projects uh, completed in the first place? Hmm. So most of these things just seem as if they are being put there and not being used. Hmm. And, you know, since all of these things are not being used, these stuffs are being paid for by the, by, by, by the taxpayers' money. So we as taxpayers need to at least have an understanding of the way our money is being spent. Mm. Well, in your write-up, yeah. you challenged the government of the state to do more in understanding the motives of migration and to look beyond mere demographic yeah. data and to provide a proper data-driven solution to the housing uh, problem. Yeah. Well... I like the way you ended it. It shows that you yourself are a Lagosian. Yeah. Are you from Lagos State? No, I'm not, I'm not from Lagos. But you've, but you've but been in Lagos a long time to consider it home your entire life. Yeah. So, uh, in the words of this Lagosian, when we think about Lagos, a new image would come to mind. A true home for all, where everyone gets access to the basic human needs, shelter, food, and clothing, without the fear of homelessness, without disenchanted lives and hurrying spirits so that we can all as much as we desire be delighted by the arresting entertainment industry the friendliness of the irresistible hospitality and the freshness of the calm inviting beach it would still be the lagos i was born in the lagos i grew up in and the lagos i love just only better I like the ending. Thank you. Um, I, I do hope um, that um, those who make the decisions, who are in charge of our housing, will go through these things uh, being uh, put out here. Um, let me go back to Patrick. First, to say thank you very much to your um, research um, center for doing this, for journalists. Thank you. Because journalists are the ones who have the role of holding power to account right. and calling them out when they fail. So this, this would, and I do hope you will do more of this uh, and let more and more journalists benefit right. in the days ahead. I'll be, I always ensure that we do a call to action. So, first, just give us you know bullet points the benefits of open contracting again and then 
do your call to action <laughs> right my rallying cry you can say <laughs> okay fine <laughs> so open data helps um a plethora of um individuals of of sectors in society all right it helps the government itself okay to get value for the money it helps private sector to um be part of the government's um, processes because they now get contracts mm. on a fair basis um it helps nigerians sorry lagosians all right to also um appreciate what the government is doing um, because they see the quality services that the government is providing them and then they can be assured, be confident that this is for their good and not for the good of some mm. people who operate within the government. All right. All right. Thank you so very much for coming and joining me in this conversation. Um, well, most certainly. Uh, Patrick Enaholo, PhD. Oh, I can just call me Dr. Patrick. Dr. <laughs> Patrick, yes. So um, he, he is the uh, Director Open D Data Research Center. Um, yeah, School of Media and Communications, Pan-Atlantic University, Lagos. That is where they operate from. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you. Uh, once again, keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Also, our friends who join us, Adishola Afolabi, financial reporter. Uh, for Business AM Newspaper. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you for having me. And to you too, uh, Sadiq Ajala, freelance journalist. I enjoy the pieces and I hope you take this opportunity granted you uh, by uh, the Open Data Research Center and um, work with it, grow it, and uh, continue to hold power to account. Definitely. Let's continue with the show. Before we do so, in closing on this matter, let me just put this out. You see, embracing open contracting will ultimately improve self, you know, actualization. But more importantly, it will improve service delivery, enhance business opportunities, reduce corruption in, in the procurement sector, and improve governance, amongst others. Openness and accountability in governance empowers the people to participate fully in policy decision processes. It can only be for the country's, uh, for the country's advantage. Before we go, and we have to, um, just to put out some information there, which we would build upon next week, hopefully, uh, the, the Malala Fund, uh, which is an international nonprofit organization investing in education programs to help girls go to school, has developed a new resource called Raise Your Voice with Malala, a guide taking action for girls' education. How can this benefit you? We'll talk about that uh, subsequently. And, and also, uh, finally, to put this here, that uh, applications for the Obama Foundation Scholars Program are now open. Uh, you can apply for the Columbia University uh, Scholars Program. The Obama Foundation Scholars Program seeks to support dynamic, collaborative, rising leaders from around the world in an innovative one-year academic experience. Uh, if you want you know, to know about how you can be eligible, uh, just go to uh, www.worldprojects.columbia.edu forward slash content slash application information. The, the deadline is February 3. Um, if you are not sure where to go, we will provide that 
on the social media portals of Dev Reporters. So follow our social media handles at Nigeria Info FM and at Dev Reporters. Reach us via WhatsApp 0703-812-8910. And don't forget, Development Report is a production of Map Media, produced by Mayowa Adenino. Uh, Blessing Oladunjoye's production assistant. I'm Femi Obong Daniels. Hoping to be back here, same time, next week. <laughs> <laughs>